Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) (laughs) Something good for ya. Alright guys and welcome to the Something Good For You podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and across from me is Captain Nunn. What's up, y'all? Doing pretty good. How's your week been, sir? Uh, just juggling all of the projects back and forth like usual. Yeah, just... Uh yeah, just nothing different. Still just that to, Kelsey record. Still making the Kelsey Ryan record. Actually, today, uh, knock on wood, pending approval, everything is done on my end. It feels like that took a little longer than expected, even. We've added a whole lot of stuff to it, is the thing. It's like uh, it all started from just songs she wrote on a ukulele, and then I put them on acoustic guitar, and the songs were just strong enough that, and we knew enough people between Steve, Kelsey, and myself to where we made it work and just make our own little wrecking crew over at the studio. Yeah, because that's maybe what I was talking about an episode or two ago, like how different it was like recording this versus like when we go in and record. Yeah. When we go in... We know we, our stuff <laughs> down to the what the movers and shakers are going to be. And now with this one, it's just been down building to the, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the ghost that's with us, Mikey Black, he's back again. Hello, Mikey Black. The what's up, lead what's up, guest. What's up? Lead guest. <laughs> That's never going to get old. <laughs> and it already is. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you just know how we uh, you talk about not making it old. You just made it old. <laughs> hey, I'm just good like that. Oh man, as always, this show is brought to us by Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out at Repo Record on Instagram or www.reporecord.com for all your new and used vinyl record needs. And on that note, there's going to be a good bit of new music coming out Finally. this year that we'll be able to talk about in the music news coming up. And the show's also brought to us by Hate Energy, the energy drink we've been doing for a little over a year now which you can check out at www.thefillins.com slash store. It tastes good and it'll make you feel good. That is true. And it's something we like doing, and I'm just going to throw this on Mikey Black. Mikey, what do you hate? I hate energy drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Not good for the brand. (laughs) I hate this show. (laughs) Man, I thought of something earlier. Now I can't remember. Come on, motherfucker. I'm out of stuff I hate, man. <laughs> I'm a simple I only dude. Hate a certain amount of things. <laughs> what do you hate? Uh, well, I was gonna say people not communicating, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'll, I feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm, you know what I hate, man? What? I hate when the fucking power goes out. <laughs> okay. It's bullshit. First world problems. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Explain a little bit. Well, I mean. It's it's so unpredictable, right? And then it's well, just, it's usually when it's raining or snowing. Yeah, but I mean, like the time that it's off to back on, it's just a pain in the ass. And I hate I don't dealing want with waiting. it. <laughs> I don't like waiting. The fucking I lights. want my TV. I don't want to read a book. No, I want to cook some food or fucking 
These fucking Microwave candles. Something. <laughs> I don't want to like these fucking candles. <laughs> Man, that's actually, all I got. I <laughs> that's good enough. That actually made me think about it. If you could actually have your own like kitchen, like you could craft it, would you actually have a gas range? No, you wouldn't. Not do electric. Still have electric. Yeah, I want a the regular outdoor. coil top or like one of the flat tops. Either or, really. See, my my goal or what I want is one of those flat top grills. Keep it outside on the porch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm watching so Mike. like nice. one of those actual like kitchen flat tops. Yeah. I'm watching Alex and Mikey become adults in front of my eyes, talking about kitchens and grills. Dude, I've always and- been <laughs> interested in like cooking and shit. Oh, I know. It's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you say so. No, because I was going to say, after like doing kitchen work and um, my folks up in uh, Virginia had one of the regular flat tops, it wasn't like an all-over flat top. It was one It's like you turn on, you get the red that heats up underneath like the flat uh, glass. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You're looking at me as if you do not know what I'm talking <laughs> Are you about. Are you talking about a stove top? Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah, one of those flat, flat ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after having that... The only stoves I can't tolerate now are those fucking regular coil ones that you get in every fucking house. Those things are yeah, pieces par- of shit. My parents still they have never those. sit in right. They'll ruin your fucking frying pans because it warps. Yeah, them. they will. Yes. <laughs> and, and they're very susceptible to setting stuff on fire too. Well, I think that's more the cook than the range. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad does like his steaks very well done. Oh God, yeah. Jesus! It's yeah. No. I I fuss at him about it all the time. <laughs> You fuss at your dad. How does yeah. that? How does that go down? I can't imagine hearing you fussing at anyone. Well, when you turn thir- turn thirty years old and you're an adult and you can talk to your dad like an adult and well, stuff. Well, I'm just saying, like you in general, I can't imagine hearing you fuss at anyone. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. god damn it! Because <laughs> I've seen you mad. Oh yeah, I saw you mad. Like when you thought you were going to be able to go see bands at the Down South Showdown. Is that the can't... only time you've ever seen me be that upset about anything? <laughs> honestly think so i guess i hide it very well i don't know <laughs> how many times have i pissed you off then that you're just oh, like no, i'm just surprised about you haven't seen it before is that the first time <laughs> yeah i am genuinely shocked <laughs> well a lot of times i just chalk it up to you know i have a short temper you know and and there's just been a few times i've immediately called you on it right like, like there was a show we were setting up for one time oh yeah you, i remember and you couldn't find your power cord at all yeah and you were about to just have a fucking i remember that too okay. and you lived fucking two minutes away it was from over the at venue wasn't it? exactly yes. what it was you live two minutes from the venue <laughs> and you're about to have a fucking heart attack because you're you can't find a cable i'm like was fucker just, i think it was like high as shit and just paranoid <laughs> oh on top and of we didn't even too. get to play that show exactly. no we didn't <laughs> <laughs> two songs in we got the fucking power pulled on us because we were too loud god they hardly ever do shows over there anymore with like live bands well what i do find funny about that though too is uh that show was the kickoff of a little weekender we were doing yeah and it was in support of the time it's now when it was being released and we had just dropped the first single which was lock and load and one of the lyrics in there references uh, you know references you know screw you if you you know you can't pull the plug on us literally after we play that song they're like you're done yep (laughs) they came came to life somehow That's that whole speaking shit into existence, man. There's there's more to it than people want to... Fucking chaos magic, bro. 
listened to too much last podcast on the left. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, we do promote the fact that we do have a voicemail hotline and it has been pretty dry, but that phone number, if you do want to give it a call, is 513-463-7439. We do have one, though, so we might as well give it a listen and see what this caller has to say. Hey, y'all, this is Kelsey. So bad you guys didn't have any voicemails this week, so I thought I'd call in with a question. Um, Earlier this week, I stole Cap's whiskey dick hat and took it on a dive bar tour of Pittsburgh. And I want to know, what do you guys think makes for an awesome dive bar versus a shitty one? Anyway, answer that question for me. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Bye. So she stole Cap's hat. Which, yeah. not even going down that rabbit hole. I just left it over there. I just haven't gotten uh-huh. back since. Left it over there. Dude, that's the equivalent of the hoodie, man. I hadn't seen you without that fucking hat in months. You wouldn't let that thing out of your sight, boy. No, she just won't give it back. It's just that simple. Just like a hoodie. So, the main question, though, is what makes for a good slash shitty dive bar because shitty we say affectionately well, I, i'll give uh, the mouse nose as an example of this of uh, something i call a shithole with character and those are some of my favorite places to play yeah so uh, what what necessarily makes a good dive bar though so let's not really use the milestone example they're more of a legit music venue right. um so what, what what would make just that good little hole in the wall like i wouldn't have expected this place to be cool i almost immediately think of the rim uh the staff yeah, that's what I was going to say. Staff, yeah, staff, hospitality. Customer service. Customer service. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of customer service are you talking about? You've never been to a bar and the bartender's either an asshole or like they're in that mood of they really don't want to be there. And so they're just kind of killing the bar vibe. Yeah. yeah. Yes or no. Yeah, but I don't really let that affect well, how I, mean, I feel Sometimes, like place. if the bartender's like, man, the doorman was giving you shit. Or whatever else. And if you're a bartender, like working with customers that are going to get rowdy as hell, especially in your dive bar, you got to be able to put up with those personalities and like be positive about it and everything too. Or right on that front. Oh no, I guess for me, working in customer service for so long, I give bartenders a pass. I'm like, all right, that bartender's an asshole. As long as the owner is cool with me or the promoter, yeah, you know that. Yeah. That's at the I end was just of the day, that's bartender as an example. Yeah. But overall, like we said, the entire staff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and of course, it always makes it better. I'm not saying you know, I don't care if the bartender's nice or not. Whoever is nice but is as always far a plus. As environment. Uh, yeah, environment. Lighting's always a big deal as far as like you know. Just little things like that. Just uh, lighting. Yeah, just like the vibe of something, you know, with stuff on the wall. What what would be an example of bad lighting? Uh, well, uh, like Star Bars lighting is a little weird. (laughs) I think that's fine. But there's a there's a nice little balance to to it where like the lighting of it it was like divey as hell, but it still had like a charm to it. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see where the correlation between like lighting would necessarily make for a good dive bar. I, I, I would say in front of anything would be sound, a good sound system. Yeah, that too. That that to me can make or break uh, anything. 
Because we, cause we've had shows where there was barely anyone in the crowd, but that sound was fucking amazing. And yeah, we're like, holy shit, we, we just we got to come back here and build up an audience. But then if we play somewhere in the sound system shitty, and it's just like, eh, I mean. We've played true. bigger rooms than dive bars with just god-awful PA. Or- yeah. I mean, we, we've run into more dive bars that have better sound than yeah. some of the larger venues. Man, there's been some places I've played before where uh, with Steve and No Power, No Crown, where just they didn't have like the tools for a full band. They just didn't have any clue <laughs> how to run a PA. It was, somebody had to go home and bring theirs. That's something I've never understood. It's like, okay, I fully understand if you're you know supplying an area for a band to play, but it's like, if you're going to promote yourself as a music venue, at least have something to put vocals through and someone that knows how to turn that on. Yeah. You know, it's like, your venue isn't that big. You don't have to have a full setup for the band, and you don't have to have someone that knows that. But at least have someone that knows how to turn on the fucking PA and make sure it doesn't feed back on you the entire time. It was very fucking bizarre. Sorry, that was my own personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no, Especially because saying. I knew that place had... Had capable musicians in the fucking room and they still couldn't figure the shit out. Yep. Where was this? Uh, uh, the, uh, u- the usual stop in between here and uh, the rim. Oh, a few times okay, we went. Yeah. Oh. I was thinking, like, come on. That, I was thinking of another example, but yeah, that too. <laughs> that, that, that's at least one of the spots I was thinking is like just that god awful fucking feedback the entire night. Yeah. And yeah. a room full of musicians and no one could figure the shit out. <laughs> that was the most bizarre thing out of all of it. Uh, there has to be at least a ladies' room that has a lock on the door. <laughs> and then, is then, that for your own edification? No, that's or for the just, ladies, okay, man. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. I'm looking out for the ladies. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and then dude's room, just put a fucking urinal. If you got a shit, like, maybe go before you come yeah. to the bar. Maybe not <laughs> shit at a dive bar. <laughs> What? Sometimes, you, dude, you've been on the road. Sometimes you're literally not stopping between places. And sometimes when you get there, you just got to fucking shit. Yeah, but, that, but that's on you, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I would want to be able to fucking... And that's when that lady's room comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> and that just brings me back to originally. It's like, so is that really for... <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I don't agree with just the, the no urinal. All I mean, right. just the urinal All right, thing. two toilets, but ladies' room locks. Yeah. Why not locks on Look all out. the doors? I don't know, man. There's some... <laughs> Dudes are just going to the like... bathrooms and do blow together and just be <laughs> best friends. <laughs> I guess it depends on the type of door. I'm thinking like... Uh, if they want to get in a fight, they'll take it outside. It's <laughs> on the bathroom, really. I don't know, man. I'm fucking looking too deep into it, maybe. <laughs> Bathrooms are important. People got to piss and shit. They do, and that's why that's I'm sitting here going, why are you taking bars? away my ability to shit? All right, fine. You get a toilet. You happy? <laughs> yes. There's still no lock on the door. <laughs> I want So you better bathroom. hurry the fuck up and do what you got to do before someone walks in. <laughs> I want to feel clean and comfortable before I get my nose into that bullshit. Cap doesn't carry it and shit in public anyway. Nope. <laughs> I know I want to shit cleanly and comfortably. <laughs> oh, what has this show turned into? And they got to have good drinks, obviously. And yeah. good drink prices, or at least like cool specials every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Have some or kind some of, days of the week. Have some know. kind of a narrative going on or something <laughs> like that. Maybe not every too. day of the week. <laughs> You gotta make a little bit of money. (laughs) (laughs) 
You guys want to open a dive bar? No. <laughs> when, I know what no, goes what into you, that. No, what you do is uh, open one near a college town and then do like the dollar well drinks like every certain night of the week or whatever because they'll pay dollars for like double shots of whiskey and stuff like that. But are you right, really making a profit on that? Good question. I don't know anything about the bar industry. Mm-hmm. Even though you're in it. I guess it depends on the wholesaler. <laughs> I had to call you out, but I'm just sitting yeah. here going, it's like, figured I could throw that one to you and get a little info. I guess I should know about this shit. <laughs> Start watching more John Taffer or some bullshit. <laughs> uh, we might as well segue on into some music news. Uh, good week for some single releases. Uh, first off, uh, probably my favorite release uh, so far, CJ. I like CJ's new song a lot. CJ Ramon, that is. Yes, CJ Ramon released a new single for his upcoming album. It's called Blue Skies, and I really dug it. Uh, to me, I, I dug the lyrical concept to it because he's kind of keeping a positive mind frame, but he's still, say, he's still kind of saying, like, bye to the blue skies. He's like, I get it. This ain't coming back, but I'm still good. You I know? Just, I just like how, like, every release he puts out, like, the production and everything is so much better, and the song quality gets better, too. Mm-hmm. And what I also like about it is his material still has a Ramones vibe to exactly. it, but he's not trying to create Ramones music. Right, still keep it in that ballpark because that's what you're known for, and mm-hmm. you're attaching the Ramon name to the record, and he wants to give that the as the most respect it deserves. Absolutely, and it shows in his wrong songwriting, I believe. But it, it, to me, it doesn't really sound like something that the Ramones would quote unquote do. It still sounds like CJ, Ramon. right? And, exactly. and that's He's what I. His own thing it going. has its own identity. And that's what I enjoy about it. So, do you know if they're taking this on the road? Do you have any shows coming up? I'm, I'm sure he, they'll... He's a road hound. He stays on the road all the time. But... He plays South America and uh, mm-hmm. Europe a lot. He hasn't played the States much and uh, since he's started doing this on the regular. Yeah. So, who knows? Hopefully, he's going to come back through because the time he played uh, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit yeah. Hole. That was fun as shit. Good little mixture of uh, songs between um, his own material and Ramon's songs. He'll do Ramon's material. And really cool band. Ramon's tracks, too. Like, uh, yeah. he played, like, Baby, I Love You. He'll pull out <laughs> deep tracks. He knows who his audience is. Oh, yeah. And another one that came out was Danco Jones. Uh, he's got that new album coming out, and he released a new one called I'm in a Band. Uh, yeah, he put out that song, and I'm going to go on record and say... Uh, I don't love it. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that one. Um, you, oh, you missed my pun. He says, I'm in a band and I love it. And I wanted to say, I I don't love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y- 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 you see? <laughs> I, I didn't get that because I really only listened to the song once. <laughs> yeah. It came up on my um, release radar shuffle. That's, yeah. That's the only time I heard it. Yeah, so I, I didn't like it yeah, enough to like favorite it. it or go back to it. Yeah, and and I sent it in the uh, I sent it to Cap earlier. Said it no or earlier in the week. That's a good thing that wasn't <laughs> open. I swear you this table and spilling drinks. Anyway, I sent it to Cap and um. I heard it earlier that morning before you sent it to me. Okay, okay, and. He was saying, yeah, it doesn't really seem like this album's going to be full of a lot of real good yeah, ones. Yeah, because they've been just corny as shit a lot of, or the two out of four of them have been just really corny. Hey, even Dance, 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 I didn't like all that much. No, I, I didn't. I, so far out of the singles he's released, there's just that one that I really enjoy that kind of has that weird, almost um, scatty rap breakdown. Yeah, in it. That's kinda that cool. one was pretty decent, but yeah. Well, so I do have a theory on that, though, which is his last few albums as a whole have been really great. 
but I've never cared for his singles that he releases. Yeah. Like, um, for the last record, Wildcat, he released... Um, it was like Little Rock and Roll was the first single, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and that one's an okay song. I actually enjoy that one. But to me, it's like, I Gotta Rock and You Are My Woman, to me, those are a lot more solid tracks. And they never really got a single release. And then the record isn't even on Spotify anymore, but that album that... Uh, like rock and roll is black and blue. Yeah, I think it is. that one. That there, was one, that was that weird one too, where it kind of where I'm thinking this new one kind of is calling falling towards. Well, they released some funky uh, singles for that one too, uh, like legs. That yeah. was a main single, and, and that to that, me was like one of the weakest songs on the album. That's true. They are pretty bad at picking singles, like <laughs> which I just, which well, <laughs> which I was thinking about, and I want to lead into a different topic, which is what is up with that? Because I've noticed that there have been a lot of albums that have come out to where. And in my opinion, the singles are just not that great. And then you listen to the album, then the album as a whole is really good. Interesting. What kind of what other examples were you thinking of? Um, I would like one maybe that just immediately pops in my head uh, was let's rewind a good couple years back. Uh, Green Day came out with those three uh, trilogy albums, right. Uno, Doe, and Trey. Uh, the main singles off that was like Oh Love and shit like that. Oh, okay. Horrible shit. But then when you actually listen to the record, it has like some really cool late 60s garage rock songs on but it. But the Oh Love track was probably the most accessible, like melody wise and. I, I really and hook wise and all that. I wouldn't say because even you later on, so? no. It, to me, it just sounds like a very it's a very bland song. There's really nothing to it. It's repetitive lyrics and just you know, repetitive single chord kind of thing. It's like there's nothing really accessible but about it. It's just but very that's simple. That's the karaoke jam. <sighs> that's that's the thing. I don't know. The but, karaoke but, jam will sell quicker. And I don't know, I guess just thinking about that, Danco Jones, and hell, even I even want to say some of the Airborne singles have been like, yeah, that's okay. And then when you get the record, right. it's like, whoa, why wasn't this song the, de- the lead why, off? Yeah, the- like, why didn't you tell us this was on the record? I would have fucking pre-ordered the album if I knew this was on it. I guess uh, using us as an example, it's like trying to find a song that like matches you, what you think your identity is coming out of the gate, too, for, with a new release. Would you say the band, like, let's say a larger band, like, say, um, uh, fuck, I can't even think of a popular rock band right now. Oh, do, man. do you think they would They're have, terrible. do you think they would have a bit more, uh, say on what the single would be, or would that be a bit more on the record company? I guess it depends on, uh, what their, uh, how much control they have or how much control they're willing to hang on to in that yeah. regard. So I guess it depends on the artist. Have you ever ran into a situation like that, Mikey, where it's like you heard a song or two off the album and was like, eh, and then when you finally listen to it, you're like, holy shit, the other songs on here are great, but the songs that were being promoted weren't. Off the top of my head, no. And another one, just thinking about it, Slash. There's been a few singles that, like the main singles that he'll release sometimes, I think are just too radio polished and just like, you well, know, that's why they, eh. well, that's, well, then, that's why, well, that's why they release them because they are radio polished. Yeah. 
That's why. And they hell, do even it. Offspring, uh, that last album they did, you know. Actually, there you go. They were talking about guilty pleasure bands the other week. I'll throw Offspring, offspring. in a guilty pleasure. That last album they did, uh, Days Go By, was the main single. I remember that too. And I it was just like, like once ever. And it was like, eh, okay, that's that's fine. But there's other songs on there that are a lot more strong that I still feel like could have been played on the radio. And I'm like, what? Even if they were just like jams or instead of just, you know, radio uh, friendly songs. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just to me feels like bands are kind of missing the mark when it comes to releasing a single. It needs to be just your best material. It doesn't feel like they're picking their best material as these singles. I guess they're kind of in that loop. Like of, every uh, band does that. Yeah. Not every band, but. Yeah. Cause a lot of bands come to mind. Like but, what? Like, uh,. Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. like, I think Night Train's a pretty rockin' song. Yeah. But what was their main single? Like, Sweet Child of Mine, of yeah. course. Yeah, uh, that was, like, the one slow song on the uh, record. But even then, it was just, yeah. What were you going to say? And what was the other one? Paradise City. Yeah. Those are the two that get the In radio play. Welcome to the Jungle, yeah. I think that was, with Guns N' Roses, that, should, that was just one of those anomaly bands from that era where it was, like, right place, right time, right yeah, vibe yeah. kind of deal. That's all that came to mind. Drawing a blank. No, but as far as but I don't uh, pay attention to singles, that's the thing. I never really pay attention to that kind really? of thing. I look Even at, if it's something up coming from an album. Um. Yeah, but with the all the metal bands I've been following, most of the time their singles are if they single sucks, the entire album sucks. Really, that usually is the case, isn't it? Because like there's if it's uh, a certain riff is kind of like missing a mark, the chances are the entire album is going to have that exact same vibe, especially with that kind of guitar playing and riff writing. I'd imagine. About yeah. like a good example, Metallica with Saint Anger. They just they chose yeah, to keep that by default. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a stock riff, bro. <laughs> we throw all this bullshit out like stock and everything. <laughs> Kiss with playing the uh, Kramers and the uh, Bruce Kulick style of uh, guitar and everything for the hair metal records they did. Yeah. And I can't even really immediately think of a Kiss one because, you know, fun fact on that, there was never really a Gene single. Through the 80s? Or? Even the 70s. I think the huh. only one was really nothing to lose. The rest of them have all been Paul singles, for the most part. I haven't and thought all, that and think about, about it. The, yeah, and, and I think I may have this wrong, but I want to say that Revenge and Carnival of Souls are the only two records that start with a Gene song. Now you're just getting some nerdy stuff that I have to think real hard about. <laughs> I know. I, 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 was, I was saying that slow to make sure I had it right and kind of going through each first song your in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, unless I'm missing one somewhere, that every album except for Unhold, I mean, except for uh, Revenge and Carnival of Souls, all start with a Paul song. But it's weird how a band will put out a single, and, the, and usually the lead single is what their best song is going to be, but then you get that reaction was like that's the best you got and just ignore ignore the rest of the album man. oh that happens yeah, yeah. and see but All that goes back to my original argument though is i run into a scenario where i'll hear that and be like oh god no mm-hmm. and then i'll listen to the record and go why wasn't this the single and you'll this find some so- kill, and you'll find some jams on there yeah ozzy used to have records like that now that i think about it there you go i don't know and actually talking about slash i remember one distinctly um 
it was the album that had uh, "You're a Lie" on it. Yeah, that, that was a weird. Cho- I that remember was, that. That was a weird. That was my least favorite song on that record. That was an odd choice. But that was the one that got played everywhere. But then you yep. listen to the album, and you've got shit like Halo, and that, I mean, that's just the first one that comes to mind. That that's very radio accessible, especially with, to a metal audience with all those like weird like minor key notes that he was hitting. Too. Oh yeah. I don't know. Just, just to me, it just, that's something I just observed about the um, the singles about with singles uh, Danko and Jones and all that. I think I guess I don't know with Danko Jones. Am I still excited about it? I'll check it out when it comes out. For oh, sure. I definitely will. I mean, I, I genuinely can't wait for it, but I, I still have hope because of that one song that was released. And usually, and again, he he has luck on you know just having one having or two least, songs, yeah, or like four or five jams on there. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm still really looking forward to it. Just maybe uh, not quite as uh, jumping the gun, absolutely, you well, know, counting the days like I usually. He's got would. a zillion albums out right now. It'll be, it'll be like Motorhead, Peaks and Valleys. Yeah. So, moving on, uh, one last single that came out this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about the other song that came out. We, of course, have to talk about this. Uh, somebody's uh, got to shit on these millionaire rock stars <laughs> that stay too long at the party. Because no one else is doing it. We're the only ones doing it. <laughs> Talking about Motley Crue, of course. Yep. Uh, Motley Crue, they, uh, they decided that they were going to uh, release a cover of the madonna song like a virgin yeah, yeah. for this uh upcoming the dirt i mean i didn't Netflix. expect it to be good but i didn't expect it to be that bad either played it for mikey earlier too uh what was your immediate thoughts on that one uh terrible <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't understand a single thing that vince neal was saying and he, the entire w- song except for the like a virgin that's the all chorus, i got out of yeah. that yep they only did like one uh vocal track on it or it sounded sounded like uh, one vocal track compared to the last one I'm just wondering how Melodyne that was too with the single track I think I listened Mm. to it a total of three times I listened to it the initial time and then I had to show it to Morgan to laugh and then I showed it to (laughs) Mikey today and the overall production is pretty weak oh it is real bad I mean you had to literally adjust your stereo we were listening to other stuff I put that on you had to turn your bass down and then when the song was done it sounded like shit again you had to turn your bass back up so it's Production is real bad. On that it. was one of those work. Uh, those. That's work. what happens when you work with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I no. doubt anybody was in the room at the same time either. Oh, of course. <laughs> no. So just those couple times listening to it, uh, I feel uh, there, there's definitely some double tracking. There's a little bit, but but it is auto tuned and melodyne like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and the reason I kind of wanted to bring it up, not just because it's Motley Crue and because we have to focus on this shit because it's just a fucking train wreck. Um, <laughs> I'm actually really glad that Mikey's here for this. Uh, because you have, you you like, you know, some metal bands and they've gotten, and they've done maybe some weird pop covers and shit like that, you know? Like you, you've known some metal bands yeah. that have done like Katy Perry yeah. covers yeah. and shit like that. Where does this rank in that kind of hemisphere? What do you mean? Because a lot of people are going, Motley Crue is just getting hate for oh. this because it's a Madonna song. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. One Whereas you are aware of bands that have done weird off-the-wall covers like that, and maybe they hadn't gotten so much hate for it, and maybe it's seen in a bit more of a better light. 
Why do you think that Motley Crue is getting shit for covering a Madonna song when another metal band could get away with covering Katy Perry? Because the I couldn't tell you because I still cringe. Do Either you? way, um, I think it's because like the actual like production of it and the actual like arrangement and the idea and those just the combination of Vince Neil's voice and those guitar tones doing that song in particular are just do not resonate. Just don't work. Yeah, I uh, I should. But then song. again, it's it's. I guess it just boils down to the execution, really. Like if you can take a song that you'd normally never listen to, but then they're just like, hey, now it's metal, and you're like, all yeah. right, cool. So I don't know. I guess that's why. If you about, can pull it off, then why what not? What about uh, Children of Bodom when they do shit like uh, Hit Me Jessie's Baby One girl. More Time? Yeah, yeah, Hit Me Baby One More Time, Jesse's Girl, and uh, they even did Eddie Murphy Party well, All the Time. <laughs> Children of Bodom gets a lot of hate, man. There's a lot of people that talk I, shit about Children of Bodom. I actually love their uh, little 80s covers. Just cause. I love Children of Bodom, but no, they do have a big crowd of people that are like, no, fuck those guys. It's dumb. <laughs> So they're just a shreddy. What are they from? Uh, Finland. Uh, I want to say Finland. One of those Scandinavian countries. Okay, so they're like from Scandinavia, but they love they they just love eighties pop in general too. So it bleeds into the yeah. songwriting anyway because they play with keyboards and multiple guitars. That's probably why they execute it as well as they do. Yeah. Sure. And I kind of threw this out on Facebook to get, you know, just the general reaction. And uh, this one commenter was saying that, he, you know, he really enjoyed it. And I said, well, what about it did you like? And he goes, everything. You know, the fact that they picked this song because they were obviously far from virgins. Vince's voice sounds great and the recording is great. And I would say that, you know, this is a typical. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of mine. So I looked it up, you know, and he he has good taste in music, I would assume. So right. I, w- I won't go good any into any of that. But I, I find that odd because it's it is such an odd song. And maybe just because it's an odd choice doesn't necessarily make something good. No. And that's going to be my main argument in all this is it shouldn't be something that's accepted and being like, oh, well, that's cool because it's so weird. It's like, no, something can be weird enough to where it's just really fucking bad. Like fucking Five Finger Death Punch when they do Bad Company. Really? That was a thing. Uh, see, I, I just I ignore all of that kind of music so much. I didn't even know that. I tried to, but it was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. No, so I don't know. It it just feels like it's people aren't dissing it because it's Motley Crue covering Madonna. It's just a bad fucking cover. And there's ways to kind of implement that and still make it work. And they just hit the mark. And to me, it's like it doesn't feel funny and clever because ooh, they were so far from being virgins. It's like, no, it's just it's a bizarre cover to do. And to reverse it back to what I was saying earlier, they've been trying to do this record so much. Reverse it back to their last studio album, Saints yeah. of Los Angeles. That was supposed to be the soundtrack for the fucking movie. I remember that. But they're just like, fuck it. We'll just make the concept album of the dirt. Yep. They're just, they just been riding the fuck out of that book's legacy since their reunion. Because they have nothing else. No. If they, if <laughs> they, they have nothing. If they didn't have that book, I've been saying this for years, if they didn't have that book, they would just be another hair metal band just like Poison or Rat. Moving on from that. Uh, so... We are looking forward to some good music releases from Danco Jones and CJ Ramon. Uh, so we, we, we've got more good shit to look forward to. And we'll wind up watching that fucking Dirt movie and doing a yeah. couch bro I think that'll it. be fun. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. When's it supposed to come out? 
Like in a week. Oh, I'm, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I probably will too. The shitty thing is I'm going to have to watch it twice. <laughs> so I have to watch it once to actually like watch it. And then I got to watch it a second time to do a podcast. To on react it. to it. Yeah. Well, because to I want to be able to, because I know very little about Motley Crue's history. So the first time watching it is going to be a little bit of, you know, yeah, education. Know. Well, I've read the book a couple of times, actually. It's a fun read. I mean, you can hate the band and still laugh at the book as you're reading through it. Just to, yeah. just on an entertainment. Yeah, Tom, except for Tommy Lee's chapters. <laughs> Tommy Lee. The guy that had to ghostwrite for that band. <laughs> That's the guy I want to shake hands with. Who, Tommy? Uh, well, this guy, uh, his name's Anthony Booza. He uh, ghost wrote that book, and he uh, ghost wrote uh, Marilyn Manson's book and had to pick all these people's brains. <laughs> yeah. Some Mikey dude, what's new Molly with crew. you? <laughs> what's new with you, Mikey dude? Um, uh, nothing really. Same old, same old, just working. Yeah. Um, getting that physical therapy. Yeah, I've been getting World that sound. physical therapy, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have. <laughs> I say what I haven't been doing. What? Um, running. Running? Fuck running. That's what I hate. <laughs> I hate running. Why? Cause, do you I like to run? I actually don't mind walking and running, no. I don't mind walking. I'll walk all damn day, but I hate running, man. <laughs> I've been talking with I'll some, jog. I've been talking with somebody that's doing a marathon this weekend, actually, and I've been yeah, giving her shit exactly for it. Exactly who you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> She's got to run a marathon this week, and I'm like, that's silly. Yeah, that sounds stupid. <laughs> She's like, I want to see y'all come, like, come uh, record guitars, whatever. It's like, well, you decided to go run a marathon like an idiot. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, but. Well, Why do you not like running, though? I just hate it. Like, it's, I don't know, man. It hurts. It hurts my knees. <laughs> it hurts my knees. It hurts my knees. I'm 31 years old. I'm getting knee pains. Uh, I don't... My shit's falling apart. I don't know. Why do I want to? I like doing different forms of cardio. I'll jump rope all day. Yeah. Well, running is just a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it. What about treadmills and stuff like that? Are you talking about just running in place or about running just in general? Distance and just in general. In general. What I'd do you think of like? Walk. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to be nowhere fast. Exactly, <laughs> man. Like... <laughs> fucking feels good to stand. I want to stand <laughs> as long yeah. as I can. And I'm not trying to sit down anytime soon. <laughs> Why am I running there? I'm taking my sweet ass Hell time. Yeah. I'm standing. <laughs> yeah, damn sure I haven't been running. Uh, I'm recovering. I'm hungover as fuck today. Really. Ah! <laughs> What'd you do last night? Dude, I'm recovering from a different kind of hangover. Yeah. I ate too much. <laughs> what? <Food> coma. <laughs> Explain. So I fucking, I left work yesterday and uh, I found a gummy on the sidewalk so I decided to eat that gummy. What? All right, wait, what? <laughs> you found a gummy on the sidewalk. Uh, picked it up. All right, no. And ate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no AKA, one, no let's one, go with that. No one, it wasn't given to me. <laughs> yeah, you just found you just, somebody's trash and, and decided to eat it. Pay for it and just found it. <laughs> you picked up a piece of trash. Moving on. Anyway, so I, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I was in possession of this gummy. I ate it after work and then decided to go to the gym. 
walked on the treadmill, did some stuff after that. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel shit. Cause my, my theory was, let me go ahead and get my metabolism going. So this gummy will kick in and I'll, I don't know. I don't know what this gummy's going to do. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gummy. So anyways, definitely not trash. That didn't happen. Yeah. So I leave. Uh, it was fucking beautiful outside, man. I'm so glad this rain's gone. Oh God. This rain's too. been a pain in the ass. Seriously, this week so, is finally fucking. I'm starting to finally come out of my mental fog because right? of this shit. I finally got some vitamin D and I feel good. Yeah, <laughs> that all about. <laughs> it's almost like our fucking bodies react to the fucking weather. <laughs> the fucking it's weird. Now we're happy again. <laughs> so, anyways, so I leave the gym. I go walk around uh, Wingate Campus because I'm not far. Just yeah. like, literally, I'm walking for maybe an hour and a half, and I'm not feeling this fucking gummy. Sun's going down, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Food Lion, get some food, go home, cook, eat, call it a day. Yeah. So I drive to Food Lion, uh, get there, and the fucking power is out. Like, oh, food Lion power out. Okay, so now I see where all this is coming from. <laughs> this is what's so, called a callback. Really? To what? You're what oh, you hate. Oh, I hate the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <That's> man. <laughs> Fucking gummies. Damn. <sighs> <sighs> Don't worry. I ate my last one. <laughs> but, but the power went out and then So what the happened? power's out at Food Line. It's out at the store next to Food Line. Basically, all the town fucking power's out. So right. I'm like, God damn it. So I get I stay in my car. I drive to the food line up the street, maybe like five minutes, get yeah. there, power's on. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get in the food line and I'm walking around looking at food. Like I always go to the markdown meat because you can find some good steaks like markdown. Yeah, and close as long to as date. you cook it like that night. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grabbing some shit and then I stop and I'm like, wait a minute. I can't go home and fucking cook. So why am I, why am I buying food right now? This is kind of stupid. <laughs> So there's a Papa John's next door. I look online; they have a deal: large two topping, ten bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah! <laughs> so I order large pizza, pepperoni with mushrooms, and then when you check out, it says, "Hey, would you like to Papa size it for just two dollars more?" And I'm like, my uh, man, fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> so I got an extra large pie for twelve bucks. That's a fucking steal right there. That's a bargain in any economy. <laughs> so uh, I take this pizza. Oh, and while I was in food line, I skipped this part. Since I didn't get any food, I put all my food back and just grabbed a six pack of beer, which we just finished during the podcast. So the beer did. The beer survived through the night. That's good. Excellent. Uh, the pizza, however, my reasoning was, all right, I'm going to get a big-ass pizza, I'll have a few slices, and then I got leftovers tomorrow. Fucking win-win. I get home, uh, sit on the couch, open a beer, <laughs> grab a slice, uh, put on... What's that fucking Netflix show? Uh, Bojack? No, dude adopts seven kids. They all got superpowers. Oh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, oh, okay. I finally started that because I'm Is tired that really of... good? cringe first uh, couple of episodes i don't even have a tv but i haven't stopped yet so I don't know. i'm gonna give the first season its fair chance and yeah. decide after that anyways i eat a slice of pizza and then i notice like i never felt the gummy kick in like it was never that edible moment where you're sitting there and then it's just like boom you're fucking stoned and you're like oh there it is 
But like I'm watching the episode, I haven't grabbed a single slice of pizza, and I notice I'm just kind of staring at the TV. My mouth is just like dropped, just. <laughs> and my eyes are barely open. It's because you're comfortable now. Yeah, you're on your couch. You're just like that's when it's just like here. And then Relax. I just finally, yeah. And then I was just finally like, oh man, I'm, I'm high as shit right now. <laughs> like I finally, like you have that moment where you like. You just feel the face oh, yeah, you're making. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, damn. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking a little special right yeah. now. <laughs> and um, so I start like, I start eating that fucking pizza, man. <laughs> I start eating it, and I'm like, all right, pizza. I got two things of garlic sauce. Once I eat, or that butter garlic yeah, they yeah. give you, I was like, once both of those are gone, I'm going to stop eating this pizza. Uh, finish the first one, finish the second one. There's like, three slices left out of eight extra yeah. large which is already a fuck like that's five slices deep yeah, yeah. and then um this is the most stoner story i've ever yeah, heard man, in it's my nothing life crazy but <laughs> during episode two i don't remember <laughs> i, I remember when i ate them but <laughs> then i fell asleep <laughs> end of the episode all the pizza was gone <laughs> And then I may or may not have baked some Toll House cookies afterwards. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there is an epilogue. <laughs> Dude, have you seen then, those? There's uh, there's actual frozen pizzas that are paired with cookies. What? Lord. Have you not seen that? Huh. No. Yeah, I forget. Uh, not Red Baron, but it's, like it's another one of those boxed frozen pizza brands. God, I can't think of the name right off. It might be Red Baron because I want to say it's the dude with the fucking red scarf and the yeah, white that's Red Baron. Yeah, that's the Red Baron. I want to say it's that, but it's no, still no, no doubt about it. <laughs> there's the Red Baron. There's that's the, the blue, Red Baron. There's the blue pilot. <laughs> Either I think it's one. God damn it. One of those fucking brands. Yeah, they uh, they used to have like a little six pack of frozen cookies that came with it. That's cool. People would actually post like memes on fucking like oh, Reddit. Oh man, let's and make shit. everybody fatter. Let's do, let's well, do this. Well, people would post Baird. memes on Reddit and shit, and they would like cook the pizza with the cookies on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I ain't scared. <laughs> I went to bed fat and happy. I woke up feeling like absolute shit. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh man. I've been feeling like it all day. And then I see people on Instagram saying, I'm about to run a marathon. I'm like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck running. Fuck running, man. <laughs> Goddamn overachievers. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking ate a whole extra large pizza. Who are you trying to impress? Yeah, right. <laughs> what, are you doing, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I ate an extra large pizza in the span of, what's two episodes? 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what? You Such moved your legs ass. fast. <laughs> we should, dude, band bonding moment. Let's all go run a marathon together. Oh, God. We don't why? Train just for so, that shit. why? Just so we can all fucking wheeze out within the first hour? I mean, Hell the first yeah. mile? And then we'll just walk and having our vape pens. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you just want to go on a fucking um, nature walk. <laughs> That's all you really want to do. Walk you just want to walk, man. Let's walk a marathon, <laughs> walk a marathon and record all I know a podcast is I def- while we do it. All I know is I don't want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, I just like take a nap in the middle of it. Be like, all right, guys, let's make camp. <laughs> Why are you standing up? It's the only way I feel comfortable. Let me alone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys want me comfortable, right? <laughs> Jesus, get and off the, my ass. And then you see the person that that uh, won first place or, or finished first. They're like tired and wheezy, and you're just like, ha, ha, I'm still comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And we made it to the same place. Yeah. <laughs> I just I walked. Still, <laughs> yeah. I still, so we all still win, but I'm going to uh, feel good when I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> and then I'll eat a big ass pizza and I won't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and Toll House cookies. No, yes. you just sound like me, though. I, I can easily just polish off a pizza in a night. No shame. I haven't done that in forever. I used to. Uh, especially that was like- the first time in a while. I ate that thing quick. Man, <laughs> man I, I remember some of the nights um, I would have friends over and I would make these monster sized nachos. Did I ever make that anytime you came over? Nope. Because where I did, I know. No, I think I, I got there know. one time I at these the either. remains of the monster nachos. <laughs> yeah, because you were usually late. <laughs> I lived far only, away. Only in the past few years have you started becoming punctual. You've yeah. gotten slightly better at it, but I used to actually tell you to be somewhere 30 minutes earlier than you oh, needed shit. to be, just so you would be there on time. <laughs> like, there for a while... I don't but, remember that. No, there for a while, I would tell him that we were going to get to band practice at a certain time, and you're like, we should probably start heading out. I was like, nah, I just told Mikey to be there at uh, you know, 4.30. He'll be there at 5. And we would leave at 4.30, and sure enough, you'd come rolling in at about 4.45, 5 o'clock. Fuck you guys. I live 50 minutes away. <laughs> so I do what I want. <laughs> do what I can. Well, See, but here's the problem. You keep saying I live 50 minutes away, so fucking time up. Better. I don't want to leave, dude. <laughs> I was young and dumb. I'm not. I was young and dumb like a fucking year ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, and you were driving further too when we were playing with Adam. Yeah, that 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 was the time I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, fuck you, man. I got off work. <laughs> I wanted to get some food. He was like, working every weekend, too. I mean, you still work every weekend, but you were uh, doing different no, stuff I then. Do, I was fry cooking. Right. Every Sunday morning. It feels like you still work Sundays. <sighs> some Sundays, but it alternates. You need to be off every Sunday. I wish. Working on it. That's a conundrum. We'll of, get there. It's a conundrum of being in a band and having a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could it do work. it... If you could work for yourself and do anything, what would it be? And do anything? Yeah. Like, or oh. it, but it would still have to be feasible. Like you, you would still have to make a you good. Just amount. want to be a rock star. Well, yeah. it's, it's like you can't go like I want to, you know, I want to make, you know, action figures out of cardboard and sell that for you know twenty grand a piece. It's like no, it has to be something feasible <laughs> that you can actually make a living off. Well, of. he's doing it with his physical therapy. Like that's like your other passion outside, or like just a uh, fitness in general is. Uh, See, a passion I, outside part of, music, of me wants it? to say music, but then. I don't know if I well, want to make music, music the, my job. Well, let's take music off the table then, because I think in a perfect world, if we were able to pay bills yeah. with the music we write, we would do that. So I think that would be maybe just a given. Dude, I dream job, own a restaurant. Really? Hell yeah. I think that'd be fun as hell. You're willing to take on all that headache and the stress? Cause you, nope, you, I'm willing to hire some damn good managers to do it for <laughs> me. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're but if you're still, the I just want to own it. I don't want to be there. Own it. I don't want to fucking be there. Okay, so so define what it, what you would be as an owner of a restaurant. Uh, what, what would you man. What would you want your job to be? Nah, fuck that. I just want to own it. <laughs> Dream job. I like what I'm doing now. I like doing uh, like muscular therapy and training. Yeah, 
I don't know which one I like. I like training more, but it's you, hard getting in the right places. So if I right. could do that, I'd be set. I mean, but, what, what would you, I mean, cause the fitness industry is everyone, 99% of the people you see want to lose weight. Yeah. And then maybe more than half of those people are just going to waste your fucking time is the reality of it. Like, is it that they don't understand or they're just not applying themselves? They're not applying themselves. It's, yeah. They're just mm. not willing to change. They do the Because, I mean, you can train someone five days a week, a couple an of, hour a day, but if they're not at home eating right or doing yeah. what they need to do, then, then that's They're not about, disciplined enough or they choose not to discipline themselves. Yeah. So you still I'm get paid for it, but it's I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I like doing something worthwhile. So working with athletes is where it's at, but then you got to be – one of those deals where you got to work your way yeah, up. Yeah, you just got to work your way up and mm-hmm. deal with the bullshit. I mean, are you willing to kind of so, put in that sort of hard work for that, though? Yeah, it's yeah. still easy. It's not easy work, but it's still... Uh, how, how does so one... So 30% makes it worth it. What about... 30, 40 that actually listen and do what you tell them to do. So how, how do you kind of separate yourself to... from the herd in that sort of field? Because I kind of understand how someone would do that maybe in a music aspect or a restaurant aspect. But I've I've not really looked into you know the personal trainer kind of thing. So what would you what would Mikey Black do to kind of set yourself apart and go hey, this is why I'm the bee's knees. This is why you should come to me. Because again, if we're looking at this as being your own boss and making an income, right. you need to know how to hustle and promote yourself. Yeah, but you also need a place to do it. That's the right. biggest. Oh yeah. Like, a lot of gyms are going to fuck you over on percentage. Right. Um, or if they're just, like, commercial gyms, they don't pay you. Like, do training jobs. If you work at a commercial gym like Planet Fitness or Aquatic Center Monroe or, like, a Lifetime Fitness, you're going to make, like, nine bucks an hour. That's gotcha. That's garbage. So, but So um, what you're saying is as far as, like, the fitness or, like, training, you just don't want to put up with the, uh, the bullshit of that, but you're uh, wanting to – Learn a different field of um, of uh, therapy as far as uh, fitness goes, as far as yeah, toning so up people and things like that. That's about getting your certifications and then just building your clientele. That's it. Yeah. So just like with a band, you got to find your audience and then cater to them. But when you're looking for a more specific audience, then obviously it's just going to take more time to and with tra- build it up. And with trading, what about, what about egos? Uh, you don't get a lot of egos. Really? No, not at Feel, all. It feels like that'd be a very ego-driven Mm-mm. economy. Especially gotta, when they do get to dude, that level where they no, uh, train you, athletes. Yeah, well, athletes, good athletes, there's a whole, like, strength conditioning books that I've had. There's, like, chapters on the psychology of training and athletics and the mind of an athlete and mm. dealing with that and what kind of coach do you want to be? Do you want to like yell and scream or are you the more laid back, chill, wise guru type yeah. kind of deal? And so you get this, this, or what I like to call the saber metrics of like all the, uh, the, the math of physical fitness and all that too. Right. Yeah. So like when analyzing athletes, football players and all that, but it's not a hard field. Cause like anyone can fucking do it. Any dumbass in high school that didn't go to college and doesn't really have any applicable skills, and they kind of interesting. Yeah, and th- and that's kind of why I was asking. Waste away. That you is... can get a certification easy as hell. So there's also huh. a lot of dumbasses in the market that. Mm. And then, or and like I said of... before, there's a lot of fraud too. And then you. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of what I was looking at is since everyone can be one, it's, it actually maybe kind of relates to music a bit more because everyone and their brother can be in a band now. The technology is there to where, you know, anyone can release an album. You yeah. know, if you if you have and if you've got two hundred dollars in a dream, you can release an album. You know? And the hard thing about it is you ask me how I try to how can I make myself like it's hard to have that attitude of, hey, come see me. I'm the best. Right. When there's also other people that are like legit, like they've got right, a great right. business. They do good work. And you look at them and you know, you're nowhere near as good as what they do. Right. So it's. But we're talking about like stuck find, in that weird just find something that separates area. you from them well i but mean see the thing is it's not because with music it's art it's creative this is science evidence like right. research based. you have to have like so, you need the skill set you gotta know like gotcha. there is no you're not going off a of theory or emotion or any of that shit it's like this is what we know and then here study it Right. So there's people that are more studied than you are. So it's just a matter of reading, 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 practicing, learning more shit. Gotcha. So I'm just kind of thinking of a way, the the way you kind of optimize that sort of independent business then, because it just feels like that's just location, man. Just get into a place that needs it. Yeah. Find out where the dumbasses are and move in and steal all their customers. What about when, (laughs) uh, what about when a diamond Dallas page starts a yoga class, uh, with, a good chunk of the hype around it being around his celebrity. I mean, he's doing good stuff with it. He's doing legit good stuff with it, and that's part of his selling point. But what about, uh, is there like a, there are like several versions of that where celebrity plays a big part in these fitness programs? Programs, programs. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess. I mean, there are fitness celebrities, especially yeah. on Instagram and YouTube and all that shit. How effective are they at changing the trends? See, that's the thing is, well, the ones I follow don't, uh, they don't follow trends. Yeah. It's a lot of, honestly, the guys at the top that get the most respect are the ones that like will read a study and then either like, like I said, it's science based. It either works or it fucking doesn't. Right. And you have to like be on the money with that knowledge. So like I said, usually the trends, that's the bullshit you want to watch out for. Like fucking when i worked at gnc everybody came in and bought that fucking apple cider vinegar yeah they're like i've heard this is gonna melt me lose so much weight i'm like dude you're it's an eight dollar bottle of vinegar like you're retarded stop <laughs> sorry i can't say retarded <laughs> nope. no but i guess that's right because uh diamond dallas pages uh, i'll go back to his example with the yoga he's getting people like able to get out of wheelchairs and shit like that <laughs> they're like that apparently it's that effective I mean, I'm um, exaggerating a little bit, more but power to them if it is, I guess. Yeah, but whatever. it's one of those examples where it has to be on the money in, in order to be successful. Yeah, yeah, but there's also a lot of bullshit. Yeah, so, it, it would be kind of hard for me to. But the bullshit is easily filtered yeah. out, is what I'm getting at, right? Okay, but I mean, how? See, that's another thing about it. Like you, you say he helped a person get out of a wheelchair. So now I was like, my first example, reaction is like, well, I got to see this shit. Like what was well, this yeah. person's he's got, condition? He's, he's got videos of, um, why were, why were they in the wheelchair and how did yoga like veter like veterans that, uh, it's had, Dr. Strange, man. Don't question it. Have you not seen the fucking movie? Right. 
No, he's got videos I out haven't. there of, of uh, you not. No, but I did go see Captain Marvel this past Sunday. I have yet to see it. It's so fucking good, dude. Is it? Oh, yeah, I, you guys I know are gonna the love scene. it. I know the scene. I know you know the scene. That but fucked me the up. The rest of the movie is still fucking. It's it's good. Okay. I really dug it. Uh, Wonder Woman can fucking. That's eat shit after that <laughs> damn fighting words from mikey black i don't, like, I don't go to and the i really like one really but then that came out and i was like oh nope <laughs> 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 nah i, I do want to see that it was really good in game though how do we get uh, on um, marvel after talking about uh because <laughs> it's something good for you that's what we <laughs> fucking do <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about we're talking about uh, your your world, man. The fitness game. Yeah, actually, uh, a question I was kind of holding on to on that. Do you how mm, find a good way to phrase it? How often or do you ever get the people that come in and you explain to them how to do something? And they're like, no, 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 that's not right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Training wise, uh, not often. Yeah. Um. The only hard part with training is like some people have terrible form. Yeah. Mm. And some people either get it quick or other people struggle. Yeah. And then they, I guess that's where the ego would come in. Where they but refuse to change their habits with their form. Yeah. But um, with like neuromuscular therapy and like clinical massage work on yeah. athletes and like, like then again. It's like training. You get some people that come in and they're willing to listen. Like if their shoulders fucked up and you're like, Hey, you know, your fucking pecs are jacked up. Like you're stuck in this protracted state with your shoulders and medial rotation and all this anatomy shit. And they just don't want to get a scene about. Well, like, like I said, there's some people that will listen to you and they'll Mm -hmm. understand you'll be like, Hey, you know, your chest is, what's making your back hurt because it's too tight and it's stretching out your back. So you need to strengthen your back, do this. Here's some exercises you should go do. Um, here's what like soft tissue you should have worked on by a therapist or like maybe you should get cupping or like some instrument assisted shit. A lot of PT stuff. Cupping, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I know what cupping is. It's still funny (laughs) though. Some cupping. Um, You learned last episode, I have the mind of a fucking fourth grader. Everything <laughs> yeah. is perverted. And they'll listen to you. And then you got the people that like are just stupid and they don't want to. <laughs> Telling it like it is. Oh, well, yeah. They don't want to change. So they're not like you can't educate them. That's the number one thing is if you can educate people and help them, then they'll keep coming back to you. Yeah. And- and the reason I was asking that is because, again, still having to work customer service stuff. The one thing that baffles me, absolutely baffles me, is same thing as maybe someone getting, you know, a personal trainer. These people will call asking for help. I tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And then they go, no, that's not it. <laughs> Motherfucker. If you're going to argue with me, why the fuck did you even call? Because the last three things I've told you to do, you've said, no, that's not it. And you said you don't know what it is. Guess what? You have a common fucking issue, and I'm trying to tell you what to fucking do to fix it, you little ignorant asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are you calling me anyway? So I didn't you know, know all about this. So I didn't know if that sort of bullshit because any of my past jobs, I've had to deal with some sort of customer assistance thing, and that just it feels like 
that happens no matter what sort of field. So I didn't know like how kind of common that was in the personal training kind of field. Um, doesn't seem like very common, often, but there's there's also people that like they have issues and then they don't want to admit that they have an issue to fix. Right. Um, like what kind of issue? Like a mental issue or an attitude no, issue? More like a <laughs> physical a, issue. Like, like someone can have fucked up knees, right? But their knee doesn't hurt. But the way they walk, the way they move their knee isn't mm-hmm. healthy. It's not in a good like pattern. Yeah. But because that knee's fucked up and that leg's in a weird position, well now the hips fucked up. And if the hip's not working right, then you get that low back pain. Mm-hmm. So you get people on the table and you work on their back. If you're doing therapy with them, you're like, well, you know, there's really nothing wrong with your back. I'm just kind of going through I've my noticed, checklist right now. Yeah. I know I am too, actually. <laughs> so I noticed like you'll get them on the table, you work with them, their back's strong, it's flexible. Yeah. Nothing really wrong. Uh, the hip's kind of out of place. So you go further down, you follow the chain like the kinetic chain, yeah. like the way energy moves through the body. Not, right, right. not like energy, man, <laughs> but like actual fucking kinetic energy. It's important. It's how you move. So um, you notice the knee's fucked up. You're like, well, we need to work on this knee. Uh, we need to strengthen these muscles, release these muscles. They're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. My back's what hurts. And you're like, well, yeah, your back hurts because your knee's fucked up. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'll be oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> no, that actually makes total sense because my right foot, if you if I sit down straight and uh, put my knees parallel to each other, my right foot is definitely angled outward. Mm-hmm. And that's the same knee that'll hurt me every so often. And that's the hip I can pop in and out. And I always have fucking back issues. So it probably fucking stems from that one foot and me fucking standing weird and my knee all acting odd. So but there's no way to fucking change that. Yeah, unless you become conscious of the way you stand. Or the way I sit, because I'm sitting right now literally with my leg twisted like all the way to the fucking side. Yeah, my left leg does that. Yeah. So, But I think that also comes from playing guitar all the time, because of the it's the power stance. When you're standing there, you kind of have one foot behind you. Oh, my left shoulder always hurts way more than my right from that fucking guitar strap. Why do you have such a fucking wide strap? I don't know. It's more comfortable than a thin strap. Really? I always yeah. felt the opposite because I had a thicker strap when I played bass in the live grenades. Mm-hmm. And then it always felt like that put a lot more pressure on me. I know it's supposed to be the weights distributed through the, uh, through the wider strap or whatnot, but I don't know, just for some reason. And you have a light guitar, too. It's not that light. Imagine playing my fucking Gibson yeah, for an entire set. Yeah. You want to talk to me about fucking shoulder pains? That's <laughs> why, so like going to yoga, y'all are talking about form and stuff like that. They teach you how to like uh, line your feet up the right way when doing certain moves and I things like that. I thought you did yoga by yourself. No, I go. To, I go to class every week. Oh. So the satanic yoga hey, sessions have turned into cult oh, yoga sessions. No, 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 no just, not satanic, just regular. Just, no, just, regu- just, just regular cult, cult yoga now. stuff. No, seriously, I like going on Wednesdays because the guy that does the... the uh, satanic yoga on Wednesdays. Yes. Run by the most generic-looking lo- yoga instructor ever. That's how they get you, man. But he... 
but he's knows what he's doing and I like and he's hilarious too but he's like the most token looking yoga guy it's hilarious does he talk like this he does oh <laughs> good morning yogis oh, oh my god. god I would fucking what stand up and walk right oh, out it. of the fucking when room when I got there he started doing that. that I'm like great but then he does like moves that like seriously like kick your ass and everything too and I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah, good he- morning yogis <laughs> oh, good morning <laughs> oh okay <laughs> That's scary as shit. A guy that'll call you a weird, cutesy nickname and then proceedingly kick your fucking ass. And then you go to like Diamond Dallas Pages yoga class and he's just, just doing like wrestling, fucking yelling at you. <laughs> I'm curious about that kind of shit. Do you think he kind of normalized the term yoga? For dudes, probably. Because it feels like you I don't brought, know who the hell that is. See, really? I, the, the only reason he's a wrestler. I, I was gonna say the only reason I know about it is because I'll listen to Jericho's podcast every so often. And, and, and I'm 32, so and listening to the fucking handful of when did Joe he start Rogan doing podcasts, he always talks about the DDP yoga also. Yeah. Oh, when did he like? When did that become a thing? It was like five or six years ago, and I think it uh, the popularity of it like spiked when uh, the Jake Jake the Snake Roberts nah. documentary yeah. came out. When was that? That was like 2012, 2013. Nah, dude. Fucking uh, or 2014, P90X, the homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had P90X too. Yeah, they had the Yoga X. It was like an hour and 30 yeah. minutes of yoga. And that was early 2000s. That was like on VHS before they put it on DVD. And that's what doing with the yoga. He's doing the video yeah, thing. Yeah, so I don't it. think he made it popular. I think uh, yeah, you're probably definitely right, those P90X. home workout videos or what. That might be an example. Brought a lot it. of men to do yoga and go, oh, yeah. this is some hard shit. And it's making me stronger and but more stable. But do you stable. think that diamond dallas maybe kind of normalized it a bit more because maybe maybe those yoga x know, programs kind of brought it well, into the nobody, atmosphere nobody saw it you know actually heal somebody on camera the way uh, ddp did with jake the snake and the only reason i'm asking is because it almost feels like anytime you hear about yoga his name is attached to it now but yeah. I've never heard that name until today. Well, you're also in the business, so you hear it on a more regular I was going to say, it's like, I'm not, that's not my world at all, but you hear Diamond Dallas Page Yoga on everything involved with fitness, whether it's podcast or like uh, anybody, any self-entrepreneur kind of yeah. scenario. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you hadn't heard on that. I've heard Joe Rogan mention it, but I don't know. It's, yeah, yoga is just such a weird thing. That's just not your world, like, I guess. No, I do it, but it's I don't get the like everyone's got their own style, and now it's the cool way to like. And that's what I was trying to get at. Do you think that's an example of somebody using their celebrity more to, even though it's a good program, his celebrity kind of pushes it a little bit further, even though you don't oh, know no who doubt. it is. But I know you don't know who, who it is, but he was a big time wrestling celebrity in the late nineties. Yeah, sure it does. I mean, that's obvious. Did right. he write the program? Did he come up with it? I think it? he did all the work himself, okay. but he already had a platform in the wrestling community, and that might have helped to pro- propel it as far as it has been in the past few years. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. If you can retire from wrestling and make your money selling yoga DVDs or classes, then what the fuck? And it seems what's, genuine, what's, too. I was going to say, actually, uh, to kind of round this out a little bit, what, what's kind of your opinion on those p90x and the at-home yoga things and the stuff and like the apps that are like because i know you brought up that one chick that was talking about trying to do all those personalized training things for Mm -hmm. this flat fee and she had like an app and all that but you know there there are other people that have kind of formulated that a bit better and not made it so personal but you know you pay a fee and you've got all these training things on your phone through videos and a community board do you think that 
Because, of course, people go into it with the most sincere thought of going, I'm going to do this, and because I'm paying for it, I'm going to actually do it. But in the end, do you think it's actually valuable? Yeah, if you do it. If you find a good trainer that, like... I'm talking about just like one of those, because you see the Facebook ads yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time for, you know, those personal trainer apps. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, apps are cool if you if you use it. Yeah. I mean... Because to me, that so just much. feels like that's one of those situations where people will download it, they pay the monthly fee, they use it hardcore for the first week, and then they don't, but they never cancel that subscription. Because if I, mean, you, I saw an interesting article talking about that where people will actually, as long as the subscription is a certain amount, like I think the range was like under $8, mm-hmm. as long as it's under $8, you're unlikely to notice that. That's how Planet Fitness makes so much damn money. You're just uh, unlikely to really notice that get oh, yeah. pulling out of your account. And would you think So if, then uh, all of a sudden months go by, you haven't used the app. But oh, it was only eight ninety nine this month. It's not like it's eight ninety nine a week, right. you know. And then all of a sudden, they're just continuing to make money off all these users that really aren't even using the program. Yeah, we call those people suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no remorse for that? Absolutely not. All right, you have to be. And I imagine the more expensive ones, uh, since they are more expensive, people will feel more uh, obligated well, to see, uh, do all that. It really boils too. down to, I mean, the basics. Everyone knows the basics. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's people with uh, restrictions for like disabilities, either physical or mental, or like hormonal or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, everyone knows the basics. You know what's good to eat, what's not good to eat. Yeah. You know that you should probably at least walk a little bit. You ain't got to run. <laughs> He's just saying, don't be a lazy yeah, asshole. Stand up some. Shit. Yeah, just stand up. Damn, feels good to stand. That should be your hook with your personal trainer. Don't be a lazy asshole. Don't be a lazy asshole. Get off your fucking ass. <laughs> Go do something. Mikey Black physical training. Stand a little. Stand a little. Stand a little. <laughs> Come stand with me. And we'll, <laughs> we'll just gaze. <laughs> This is my kind of yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I really understood your question. I'm sorry. Sounds like you did pretty good answering it to me. All right, cool. I understood. (laughs) Cowboy would be yours because now that we've kind of delved into Mikey's for a little bit. Um, Getting more studio work. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's probably not going to be nearly as lucrative for a a long time for me as it will be with physical fitness or anything like that. But, I don't so, know. It's just fun. It's just so kind of outside of the music realm, though. Like let's like let's just all right, say outside of any dream job scenario, what my perfect backup would be for that. Uh, honestly, I did a lot of landscaping growing up, and uh, I'd just do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Would you be willing to work up to the top, or would you want it to be a scenario of you had enough money to go? I like how much knowledge do you have, like in that field? Um, say. Uh, getting gardens planted and getting yards set up and things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're outside. I mean, it's like physical labor, but not intense physical labor by yeah, any yeah. means. I was going to say, you're a scrawny white boy. You can't, yes. you can't do that much physical labor. <laughs> I'm right there with you. That's why I'm sitting here going landscaping. So really? I've done, I've done intense. <laughs> that physical. would not be my, I'm, I said dream job and you just gave me a physical labor job. I'm like, okay. Well, just something I'm familiar. <laughs> Our well, dreams are very different. He just wants to run the leaf blower and walk <laughs> down I'm just thinking about all the Hey, pic- y'all, look at my fucking leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we got to walk around with that. <laughs> 
fucking planted a flower. <laughs> Fuck, look at my daisy fucking egg. <laughs> fucking egg. <laughs> Dri- drives past that house every so, fucking day. Why did I, I beca- that why, daisy. Why did, I, why did I become Elvis? Look at my daisy. <laughs> So would you want to be like um, a guy like on the team actually doing shit or would you want to oversee and kind of plan and map it out? Uh, putting crews together and things like yeah. that. So you want to be a project manager or a team manager? I mean, yeah, it would be about the same as what I'm doing now with uh, putting the record together. It's product management. Yeah, I would say we so. Got, we got spreadsheets and, and that kind of shit for it now with all the stuff we're adding on to it. Word. Well, I found it funny because... Um, you you had shared that photo about having a spreadsheet with Kelsey's record, but I'm sitting here looking at it going, motherfucker, we about to do the same shit here in a few exactly. months. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have you can more laugh at, to you can, it. You can laugh at it now, but no, that's the thing. I enjoy doing that kind of shit. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh man. I'll make a mean spreadsheet. <laughs> It gives, Whip it up it, it, gives, it gives me a little inkling to myself that I am somewhat organized. <laughs> I'm, I'm to the point now yes. where I have to write shit down. If I don't write shit down, I won't fucking do it. We're, it's one of those deals where we've had to force ourselves to be fucking organized. Because I've just got so much shit going on. That it's, this is my problem that I'll run into. So I'll come home. I'll still have motivation to do shit. And I'm like, okay. I need to do A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Okay. So I can do A and B at the same time. And while, let's say, B is, you know, maybe mixing or editing the podcast, a lot of that is a sit and wait. So I'm sitting here going, okay, so while I'm doing that, I can also do, you know, A and C now at the same time. And I start trying to do that, and then... I start feeling overwhelmed because I feel like I'm trying to organize myself going, I'm going to save time by doing these things all together. But then maybe I'm listening to the show and I'm still trying to strum out a certain guitar part that's stuck in my head. Oh, you're doing, going that crazy with it. <laughs> well, because a lot of it is, I mean, we're sitting here recording the episode. It's not like I'm listening to something brand new. Right. A lot of it is just listening for, you know, spots to, you know, cut out like long pauses. And gotcha. Such. So a lot of it is just monotonous and just, okay, oh, there's a segment, slip in the music, you know, that's where there's not okay, a lot I, edited out of these episodes. Okay. You're saying okay is that no, you're... No, I'm listening going like, so I, don't know how, I don't know how the editing process with this, any of this works, but I'm sitting there going like, oh man, he's multitasking like a motherfucker too, but I'm kind of doing the same thing anyway with like well, just two had... records coming up and like, yeah, I'm in the same boat trying to get as much done at the same time as possible. No, and I wasn't making it funny. I just find it funny you were giggling about not knowing how the editing process works, but it's like... You're here for the raw episode, and then you well, listen to how the much episode was cut that out, comes. What's what do you mean you don't know how much is cut out? You're here. I know. By the time the episode comes out, you should be like, there was a longer pause there, or oh, he cut out that entire segment. There's been entire news pieces I've cut out of the show. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm listening for. I'm because I was because I remember most of it. It's like oh, he did take that part out. Oh, he did take this now, part out. Now he remembers. Yes. <laughs> So we've got a uh, we've got someone in physical therapy, and then a landscaper, and I guess for me just like audio and like you know video editing and like website maintenance, as I would like to do that now. I just can't. I don't have enough time to actually sit down to actually do it. Actually, you were talking about like with landscaping and all that. I just put product management in product management. <laughs> you you just want to be a you just want to tell people. I'm trying what to, to do. sound smarter than I am. 
<laughs> you, you just want to tell people what to do. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, not that much really has been going on aside from us just being busy bees, but I feel like this has still been a pretty fun little episode to get together and kind of chit-chat and dig into even Mikey's world. And yeah. Kind of see what's going on with him, because we're always talking about music stuff and everything, so it's nice to get a little change of pace and hear what goes on in your side of the world. Can't have your eggs in one basket. Try to expand with your uh, passions as much as possible, for sure. That's right. If only I wasn't so tired all the time. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) I need some hate energy. You guys need to hook me up. (laughs) Oh, man. It's almost as if we have enough things to be (laughs) self-referential. Well, I guess it's about that time that we dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Oh, man. Well, Cap... What you been listening to? I've been listening to Bad Sports this week. Bad Sports? Yeah. What sort of games have been on? Uh, yeah, the name's a little weird, but I, I dig the music a lot. Uh, I, where, are they, where are they from? We got a friend of ours that's uh, produ- that's co-producer uh, today. Do you know where they're from, Terry? I don't. We can look it up, though. Oh, okay. They are playing soon. Yes. We're going to go see them here before. Yeah, we're going to go see them here before too long. I think they're playing in Raleigh, and I've been listening to their record, uh, Constant Stimulation, that came out Ooh. last year. Yeah, I like I that title. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that title. I, I got the, uh, t- uh, the, that was the first thing I saw. My first uh, thought was, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty killer the whole way through. The title track's really cool. Um, there's one song called All Revved Up and Kill. That's probably my favorite one on there. Just, nice. uh, just really good, just garage rock. You know, it's a three-piece. Um, just really catchy melodies and things like that, too. Nice. From nice, Austin, nice. Texas. A lot of good fucking bands from fucking Texas. Fucking Texas, man. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A for Austin, Texas. Ah, God. <laughs> well, Mikey Black, with your brand new Spotify premium. So many features. <laughs> <laughs> what you been listening to? Like our playlist. <laughs> um, I've been listening to the uh, the Slash album, uh, the live album they did in Stoke. Oh, yeah, 2011. Yeah. It's been heavy on rotation. Um just been having that slash fever lately just kind of yeah digging on into like the a, sounds like a actual it disease. sounds like <laughs> an actual disease slash rock fever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just listening to this uh just to get away from because i don't want to listen to guns and roses i'm kind of burnt out on them over the years so this was pretty good miles kennedy he kind of his voice gets annoying after a while He's very talented. I'll give him that. Oh yeah. But after a while, you're just like, oh my god, Miles. I like his treatment of the uh, the Snake Pit songs. Snake Pit, yeah. Yeah, the been there lately and uh, yeah, all that. Um, and then I was gonna say also been heavy in rotation on that first solo album Slash did where he had like Iggy Pop and uh, yeah, yeah, Miles yeah. on Lemmy. one Lemmy. That was probably my favorite um, one. M Shadows. Oh yeah, and, I forgot he was on there. Who was he had a female? Who was it? It was Fergie from Fergie. Yeah, yeah, Fergie. Yeah. 
There, there are some sneaky good songs album. on that. Yeah, album. that's really good. I got to go back and listen to that one. I hadn't, I hadn't listened to that in a minute. I haven't either. Izzy Stradlin was on that too. It's probably exactly what I'm going to do when we finish wrapping up here. Just pop <laughs> yeah, my headphones yeah. in. Oh, there's this one song. Actually, shit. Now I got to go look it up because uh, to tail off that, one of my favorite songs on that record. It's a very odd one. Oh man, get it pulled up here. Trying to fill in conversation as was, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> was it in Asbury? There was Ozzy, Iggy Pop, Lemmy, the guy from Maroon Five, Fergie. So I had this album too. Of all people, oh, I, I'm one? not a Chris Cornell fan, but I like that song. It's called Promise. Yeah. It's got a cool little melody to it. I forgot about I really, that one. I really dig that song. Now, I had to just pull it up just to see which one. But yeah, Mikey, that, that's a good little suggestion there, bud. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for me... Wound up going back. I know I've talked about this band a few times, but it was in the earlier episodes, and I don't expect people to go back and listen to those really old episodes. We're, we've gotten better over time. If you, if that's yeah. fucking, maybe hard to believe, but trust me, we have. So <laughs> if you think this is tolerable, don't bother. Anyway, so a band that I may have brought up in the past, but I don't think I've necessarily talked about this record is uh, the Fratellis. Uh, yeah. Eyes wide, tongues tied fucking amazing record uh it really hits different eras of their progression as a band because when they started out they had songs like henrietta and um yeah that one song that goes like, nah, 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 it was still cool but there's no but on better. that yeah. i just i genuinely enjoyed it um but the issue is, is as time went on, they kind of pulled an Arctic Monkeys. Uh, they started getting a lot more pop and a lot more polished and a lot more produced. The Brit pop thing. Yeah, basically. So what wound up happening is this record was kind of the tail end of going, you know, hey, we're changing the sound. And some of the older, there's some songs in here that have the older sound to it, but they add elements of maybe where they're headed. Right. And it's and it's really cool record. And the new and the, their newest record is just straight up, just you know, Brit pop. I need you to know, get it's, down there. It's really good. But rabbit hole some more. But good songs on Eyes Wide, Tongue Tied, uh, Baby Don't Lie to Me. I'd say that's really just classic for Telly's sound, along with uh, Getting Surreal. Uh, but one of my favorite ones definitely is uh, Little by Little, Imposters. Yeah, we play that every now and then when we do uh, Fallon sets. Yeah, they, they have a uh, an acoustic version of it on the super deluxe version through Spotify. And uh, Cap and I have been known to play the acoustic version of that a time or two. So, yes, that's a very fun album. I enjoy it. And I just find that interesting that both uh, the Arctic Monkeys and the Fratellis kind of went in that more poppy direction as they went on. When both of them kind of had maybe that more garage rock pop kind of feel to it. more slick. And there was like, from both bands, there's some good songs from that era, but overall it was kind of meh. Yeah, I like I like the Arctic Monkeys. I'll be a hipster on that one. I like their first <laughs> record that whatever you tell me I am, I'm not. The guy with smoking on the front cover. It's pretty yeah. solid. I enjoy that record. I just I couldn't get into the other stuff. Then they do like that. You only call me when you're high song or whatever. Yeah, the single on that record was I thought was okay at least. I like yeah. the melody that was that was just so it. far disconnected from yeah. that album that I liked. Then I was just like, eh. for Telly's get a pass though. They work. <laughs> <laughs> Getting really nerdy with the mid two thousands Brit uh, Brit pop rock. <laughs> That's right. 
And by the time you're listening to this, uh, you guys should definitely already know that we're going to be playing the South Carolina yes, punk rock indeed. flea market. We got would, shows. Would that be today or would it be tomorrow? Uh, it'll be tomorrow okay. when this comes out. Yes. So if you're listening to this, come on out tomorrow. Mikey Black, I swear to God, if you break this chair, <laughs> <laughs> do not do this again. <laughs> So come on out, have some fun with us. The flea market during the day is free, but uh, at night we're going to be playing with Fixed Faces and Italio and the Passions, and I think it's just a $5 cover to get in at the Firmament. Yep. Hey, I got it right this time. Yeah, there you go. Took three episodes, and I finally said it right. We'll what have the table know? set up if you want to come say hi and Still all that good stuff. Still don't know what we're going to do with the table. All right. We'll just have one. Yeah, we'll just have one. We'll just lay on it. There you go. We'll get Mikey to lay shirtless on it. Oh, yeah. We'll add it with all the stuff I want to look around Put a around tip jar on the table. Spray me with some Pam cooking spray. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar to rub oil on Mikey. <laughs> Selling it by the <laughs> Mikey Black by the inch. <laughs> Oh, man. Again, Mikey. <laughs> what? Let's not do that. <laughs> <sighs> Buy one, get one free by the inch. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Mikey's like, I ain't got a lot of inches to spare. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so roast. <laughs> it's, no, we're not doing that. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening to that. <laughs> If you got something, if you got something good to share with us, definitely throw the hashtag something good for ya on Instagram or Twitter, and we'll check it out. And call the voicemail hotline if you have something good to share with us. And Mikey, thank you for joining us as the lead special guest. Oh yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a real honor. It's been an honor. It's been an honor, sir. Well, what a great honor. what a great honor. Cap, do you have an outro for us? Uh, happy uh, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin Day. It's three sixteen when this when we recorded this. So yeah, there you go. All right, ladies nope. and gentlemen. <laughs> Guess that would have been more appropriate for last week. <laughs> Oopsies. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good evening.
tomorrow morning. <laughs> Where the fuck you are? Yeah, I don't know why I say evening. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so have a good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbasses. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs>